sick as in gross or sick as in you thought it was awesome? Like, sick! I love it when there are skinned bodies in my movies. <laughs> This podcast features explicit language and spoilers. Hello there, and welcome to Better Late Than Never. This is a movie podcast where I invite a friend to watch a blockbuster, a cult favorite, or an otherwise culturally significant film that they have never seen before. And after we watch that movie, my guest will decide if it was better late that they've been missing out by not having seen that film, or never. That movie just didn't live up to the hype for them. My name is Dave, and I'm your host. And this week, I'm... Re- <laughs> and this week, I am joined by returning guest Erin, and I'm going to force her to watch a movie that she has never seen before, Predator, okay. from 1987. Whoa, it's not like a force. That that was a little intense. Um, Hi, Erin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's always a pleasure to be here and watching movies, um, you know, with my own consent. Um, Of course. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch The Predator. Nice. Or Predator? Is is there um, an article? It's, uh, It's Predator. No article. No article. Okay. Because, in fact, there there is a movie called The Predator, and it's a different film. I see. In the same franchise, which is That's very confusing. Annoying. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. And uh, we're, we're going to mention that movie later, but... All right. Because it's, uh, it's written and directed by someone who's in this film. What? What? So many carryovers, so much trivia, I know. Oh, but, boy. Uh, well... Yeah, all right. So forcing you to watch it is maybe a little intense. <laughs> I asked you if you'd seen it, and you said no. And I said, you should totally see this awesome movie. But um, <laughs> I guess the reason I put it that way is because so the last movie you were on this podcast to see, Erin, was a little film called All About My Mother. And okay. I suggested you watch that because I thought that was a movie you were really going to like. Mm-hmm. This movie, I am not going to make any such guarantees. Okay. Um, but I personally like this movie a lot. Um, here's the thing. Okay. Let's just say that without being spoilery and without being gender reductive, this is a quintessential boys movie. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. And it's already come up. Three minutes Nonetheless, in. <laughs> I this this is kind of why I want to show it to you. 
Well, this is, I mean, this is on my predictions list. I don't oh, think I this movie is going to be female-centric, certainly, so. There is a girl in it. Well, spoilers, I oh, actually God, said. Oh, God, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I mean, one of my predictions is that there podcast. is actually no, I, I predict it there. I think this is going to be such a boy movie that I don't think there's going to be any fe- strong female leads. I will say, though, in this quarantine. I didn't say lead. Go okay. ahead. In this um this quarantine um period, you know, hunkering down for the winter, not being able to like go anywhere, I have um been playing a lot of like old video game consoles and watching a lot of VHS tapes, like action movies that my roommate has on VHS. You so have a VHS player? We do, and we've been watching a lot of classic VHS uh action movies cuz he has a big collection. So I kind of I feel right now personally in this space is like like an adolescent <laughs> like teenage boy. Um, so, <laughs> well, well, you know, so I might be watching? in like the right headspace to kind of watch this movie at this period. So what have you been watching? Uh, oh, my. Oh, we watched Lionheart. Can I make a really embarrassing confession? That you've never seen Lionheart? Okay, I don't think that's an embarrassing confession. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Um, so Lionheart stars Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh. And for my entire life, I thought Jean-Claude Van Damme was Steven Seagal. <laughs> so. Oh my god, what an like idiot! My whole life has been a lie. Wait, uh, wait, this was until just now like recently yes i just like always confuse i just always thought jean-claude van damme was steven seagal oh oh okay right so you know that uh the fugitive air force one um the rock recently relevant to the rock uh because of the passing of sean connery truly Um, his greatest role yes yes so you know Things of that nature. <laughs> oh, also, uh, waiting to exhale. <laughs> oh the, yeah, no. Side, we also have that on VHS. So the action in that film is just to die for. <laughs> I, I I think it's one of the most action-packed films I think of the nineties. Yeah. So, anyways, I do feel like I'm in the right headspace. To I absolutely think you are engage in this. Um, I'm also gonna throw out. I I'm I'm a I, Probably, I would say that I'm an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Oh, so you think Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie? I do think Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie. That's the only person I think is that that like I feel confident is in this movie. Oh, I see. All right. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. So for starters, Aaron, okay. I just yes. want to ask, mm-hmm. Predator. Why haven't you seen Predator? I don't know. You know, thinking about, again, I do think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about his catalog, I've seen I've seen quite a bit of his catalog. So Kindergarten Cop was the first movie I ever saw in the theaters. Wow. Um, I remember it very distinctly because I actually thought it was scary because I was a little kid. It's a little intense at the end. Um, and I've seen Total Recall which I enjoy quite a bit, you know, three boobs, like what? (laughs) Um, Totally. But I think that's the earliest of his work I've seen. So I haven't seen this. I haven't seen Commando. Is a Schwarzenegger film? Is it? Yeah. Or um, not Hercules, but 
I don't know. Hercules in New York. Is that a, is that a, I literally is that a movie yeah. that he's in? I haven't seen Twins, sadly, but I have seen Junior, and I love Junior. You love Junior. <laughs> Just so funny. It's, um, I also, you know, so I've seen his kind of, I've seen a lot of his 90s stuff, you know, obviously Terminator and all that good stuff. And I, I've seen a few of his later stuff, um, but I haven't seen some of like the earlier work. So I don't know. Yeah, I just, it kind of just slipped through the, the cracks there. Uh, I have seen, this was 10 years ago. Um, or wow, probably more than that. I have seen Alien vs. Predator. Interesting. So, and I don't really remember what the Predator looks like, but I do have a vague sense of him. I picture him kind of like a Rastafarian bounty hunter with like a Bane face. And I know that he like he like he like no, shimmers. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Shimmers like a hold Twilight. on, hold on, hold on. Hold on okay, hold on. sorry. Sorry, sorry. Does this film have any kind of reputation? In what sense? What have you heard about, like, you know, do people like it? What do people say about it? Have people talked about it? Have people given you any shit for not having seen it? I don't think I've gotten any shit for not having seen it, but I think the movie has, like, a, a good, generally good, um, good reviews from people. People seem to like it that I know. What do you think it's about? So, I know, so they're, sorry to kind of jump around a little bit. I do think I know one quote from this movie. Please tell me. Get to the chopper. And I yeah, don't. Yeah, you, you have to do it in the Arnold voice. Get to the chopper. <laughs> it's the get best I'm going to do with this. I, I'm, so get to I'm the chopper. Get to the chopper. And I know this because a friend of mine had one of those little sound boards where it was just a bunch of sound bites from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, I, you know, like, who is your daddy and what does he do? And I'm pregnant. And then get to the chopper. And I remember that being a predator quote. So based on that, I think this is going to be like an army movie. Like, or something, like, military, where he's going, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger will play some sort of military figure. Okay. I don't, one of my predictions is that it's not about, I don't think, I think it's going to be some sort of military mission, but I don't think the mission is going to be Predator-related. I think the Predator is going to be an unfortunate problem in the mission. Okay. And now, if you want, tell us more about the Predator. Okay. Again, I just, like, I remember in my, my brain, it's like a Rastafarian-looking dude with, like, dreadlocks, kind of like Bounty Hunter-y. I don't think I remember him, or he or she, I don't know the gender, um, talking and having sort of like a bane kind of face. Hmm. And I know that it, like, shimmers. Like, I, again, I think of it like a Twilight vampire. I don't know. You have no idea what the shimmering means? I don't know what the shimmering means. I just know that it shimmers. Okay. So that's kind of what I can pull out of the... Do you think maybe he is a vampire and he's out in the sun, like in Twilight? 
Maybe that's where she got the idea. He or she seems like... Oh, the person who wrote Twilight? Yeah. Uh, Not so much. But that would be cool. it's from Predator? Okay. That would be cool. So, yeah. That's my sort of image that I can pull out of the, like, recesses of my brain from pop culture and having seen Alien vs. Predator once a long time ago. What do you think the Predator does? I don't know. So that's one of my questions that I have. I don't know what the prey is. I don't know what the Predator is is preying on. So that's a question I have. I, I don't know who the prey is. And I don't really know what the I don't know what the Predator wants. That's certainly a question of mine. Do you know who directed the movie? I don't. And other than Arnold, who do you think is in this movie? I only know Arnold Schwarzenegger, isn't it? And do you know any other Arnold quotes? Of course I know other Arnold quotes. <laughs> Perform them, please. No. <laughs> the twins! <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Uh, um, who is your daddy and what does he do? Is my favorite, I think. <laughs> I like, uh, did you ever see that uh, YouTube video where they replaced all of Darth Vader's dialogue with Arnold quotes? No, but please leave that in the show notes. Oh, I should. Um, <laughs> it uh, There's a particularly good part where I, he's bringing the torture bot to torture Princess Leia. And he goes, <laughs> this is called, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um, are there any particular shots that you can think of or visual looks or scenes anything that you can think kind of visually that's going to happen in this film so again through pop culture um i'm specifically calling out i think archer makes a joke about this i think it's going to take place at least somewhat like in a forest i think archer the cartoon archer he makes a joke about the predator like while they're in like a forest and also, you think, like, predator and prey, like, that's sort of... A lot of hunting in the forest. Mm-hmm. Man is in the forest. Yes, the most dangerous game. All right. Do you have any other predictions before yeah. we get started? Yeah, I got some predictions. <clears throat> okay. I predict they will not catch the predator. Okay. But it begs the question... <laughs> How does one catch a predator? <laughs> like, would they kind of invite it into a safe There's house? There's an entire show about ask, how to catch a predator, Aaron. <laughs> ask the predator to sit down. Just have a seat. <laughs> that's how That's how Arnold does it. You trick him with, uh, <laughs> with an online persona, and then you have him come over, <laughs> and then you tell him the police are outside. There's got to be, like, a sketch, like a sketch comedy... I'm something sure there's like a robot that. chicken sketch or something like that. Like, <laughs> no, to catch a predator. Excuse me. You want to tell me what you're doing here? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, I think I don't like I've already said, I don't think there's going to be a strong female lead. I don't think this is going to pass the Bechdel test. Um, mm. I Then I just have those questions. Uh, these are just the questions I'm posing. Like, who is the prey? What does the predator want? 
is there more than one predator? Or is it just the predator? Again, article use, very important. Um, and where does the predator come from? Will we get these answers? I'm going to guess we're not going to get all of these answers. I'm feeling like maybe, I know there's a lot of sequels, or at least one, I'm assuming. So I don't think all of these are going to, all of these questions are going to be answered for me, but I am curious about that. So Aaron, do you spend much time on the internet? I spend some time on, on the Twitters. Are you familiar with memes? Sure am. Can you think of any memes that might be from this movie? No. <laughs> Keep but, your eyes peeled. Okay. That's very exciting. I'm going to write that as a note. Watch out for meme sightings. There's a big one. Oh, I'm excited. I even very dorkily own the game, What Do You Meme? I probably have the meme. I'll ask like, you. That'll be a trivia question when we come back in part two. Which famous meme is from this film? Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's it, Aaron. I think so. I don't really have any hopes. I can't say that I hope for like a love scene between Arnold Arnold and the Predator. Predator. That's, I think, asking too much. What he's hunting for, Aaron, is love. (laughs) The love of a burly man. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's it for me. The film takes a huge left turn in the last act. Um, All right. Well, in that case, I think it's time we declare hunting season open. On watching this movie. All right, let's get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. And that's the way they became the predator bunch. Do 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 do. Yeah, I mean, the real predator seems to be the friends you don't make along the way. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) The true predator was love. (laughs) Definitely the opposite of love. You turned my heart into prey. (laughs) And you captured it. So, Erin, I'm super curious. Did you like the movie? That was a really fun movie. Oh, great. That movie Isn't was it? so much fun. I yeah. really actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It is a super fun movie. I was watching yeah. it and just thinking like, God damn, this movie holds up so well. Yeah. It's 1987 and it just like, it holds up. Mm. I mean, yeah, I can't compare it to, it's the first time I've seen it, but yeah, really fun movie. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know, you can still, you know, see how well it holds up just for like when it was made and everything. And I mean, like, what did you think of the action comparative to Waiting to Exhale? Well, I mean, nothing. I mean, Waiting to Exhale is actually my favorite action movie. So 
you know, it's a really Fair. high standard to kind of meet. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure the largest explosion ever filmed is in Waiting to Exhale. Yeah, that's correct. It's when mm-hmm. she has the orgasm. <laughs> right, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't taken in, over until stealth a few years <laughs> into the aughts. <laughs> no. All right, well, uh, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, it's um, literally the anti all about my mother. This movie is about men right? and the roles that they play. Men. <laughs> men, 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 men. Men. Manly men. <laughs> the manliest of men. The manliest of men, yes. Well, that actually brings us to our pop quiz, Aaron. What meme came from this film? So I called out this scene immediately as in under my manly scenes note uh-huh. section. Yep. It is the uh, mid-air arm wrestle, <laughs> <laughs> which is just, you know. Dylan. One you of the I would son say, of a bitch. It's hard because there's so many manly scenes, but definitely top five. Let's just muscle high five <laughs> for a second. <laughs> uh, oh yes. Well, I mean, that's how we high five. You never wondered what it was, what it was from, what it was for. No, I just always thought you were being like toxically masculine well obviously but i was also doing a bit i see well now i know that (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah well cool 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 let me tell you a little bit about predator okay so the movie started off a little bit kind of as a joke because um Another silly masculine movie had just come out recently, uh, Rocky Four. Have you ever seen Rocky Four? I have not. Have you seen any of the Rocky movies? No, actually. But I do know Carl Weathers is in one of them. Carl Weathers is in more than one of them, yeah. as a matter of fact. So. But yes, he is He is in those. He plays Apollo Creed. Um, so Rocky Four had come out, and... Uh, at the end of Rocky, spoilers for Rocky Four, he beats the um, Soviet Superman Ivan Drago in that movie. And by the end of that, the, the joke going around was that there were no more human opponents left for Rocky to vanquish. And so it was kind of a joke. It's like, well, what if we like invented an alien for Rocky to fight? <laughs> And from that joke, the writers, um, Jim and John Thomas, who are brothers, came up with the idea of the predator who would come to Earth and be hunting people. And then gradually it became hunting a special forces unit instead of Rocky, (laughs) which I still think could have been a good film. Well, okay, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen Rocky or Rambo, but I picture that more of a Rambo kind of role. You know, insofar as a traditional movie, it fits Rambo better, but... But it would still be hilarious. I still think uh, an alien versus Rocky is got a lot of potential. It would definitely be better than Rocky Five. Again, I, I don't have any way of... Uh... Well, let me tell you, Aaron. Rocky Five is bad. 
Okay. Mm. Oh, it's just funny. It does it, the answering the question of, you know, what does the predator want? Mm-hmm. I think it from what I can really what I can ascertain, it just seems like he's on vacation. He's like He's on safari. He's kind of just like one of the he's like Trump's other son who's just like gone to like hunt exotic animals. He's a big game hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and he, pretty fun. Yeah, he hunts people. It's just really fun. Like, it's, it's not it's like cool he's idea. trying to, you know, destroy the planet. It's not that he's running out. He or she, we don't know. It's true. <laughs> um, we don't, you know, it's not like they're running away from something or like. No, he doesn't have like a, a an evil plan as far as like world domination or like infiltrating you know, the government or the military, it, it's a pretty small scale, low stakes, as far as the world goes, problem. It's just that, like, he's on vacation. Yeah. He's going to hunt, you know, maybe like a dozen, two dozen people. And then presumably he's going to leave. And he only wants, like, the trophy. Yeah, people. he's not, as we learn partway through, if you're not carrying a gun, if you don't present a challenge, he's not even going to bother with you. Until I figured that out, I did have a theory that uh, the Predator was just like a feminist crusader because it seemed to like only <laughs> kill like the men only with the guns men. and he or she doesn't kill the, the woman. But then mm. later that was a little bit debunked. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, a few little bits that we'll talk more about the Predator and his or her deal uh but a few fun facts about the making of the film which was that uh so they shot the movie in mexico for all the jungle stuff and apparently at least when they were shooting everything at night um just like the desert the jungle gets freezing cold interesting because everyone looks so sweaty the entire time especially bill duke right Yes, yes. He's so sweaty. All the yeah. time. And um, yeah, so they had to have like, like just everyone was freezing their asses off the whole time, which I, I thought was funny. Um, and also, it was Mexico. So everybody got terrible diarrhea. Nice. Yeah, it was Montezuma's revenge up the waz down there. The only one who didn't was like the director uh, who who's... Uh, to answer the question of who is the director, John McTiernan, uh, because he didn't eat the food at the place, which is, you know, a little kind of like, oh, you didn't eat the yeah. food there. Yeah. But then it turned out it's like, well, <laughs> uh, apparently the resort, uh, their water purification system wasn't up to snuff. So everybody in the crew anyway wound up uh, crapping their brains out the whole time. Oh, and that's like a bunch of, Again, big manly men. That must have been such a disgusting. Well, set. I don't know if it was. I don't know if the cast got it too bad, but definitely mm. the crew. Um, but uh, apparently amongst the cast, it w- there was like a lot of testosterone going around. Like they would wake up and like all work out together. You know, just like Arnold had like his workout equipment shipped in from abroad. Of course, he did. Well, just like I mean. Getting up early to just like work out, get that pump on before shooting. You there's know? a yeah, there's a reason that he won that mid air arm wrestle. Yeah. 
He's, so, I mean, he's the only one manly enough to out manly the predator. Well, I would say he actually got. I mean, he kind of gets his ass beat by the predator. It's because he tr- he's he out he outmines the predator. He thinks it to death. Right. I mean, we're not getting Tricks into the plot him. yet, but yeah, you know. we'll get there. We'll, yeah, don't worry. we'll get there. Yeah. But so, uh, the director. So the director is this guy named John McTiernan. I talked about him a little bit in a previous episode, but uh, let's talk about him again. Um, so have you ever heard of this guy? I have not. Well, he went on this run of movies that was really impressive. So he makes Predator, and this movie is like, you saw it, is great, and it's considered like an absolute classic of, you know, the action or action-adjacent genre. Then his next film was Die Hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then... Another movie he made relatively shortly after that was The Hunt for Red October. I haven't seen that. Well, it's really good. Hmm, okay. Um, so he does all those, and those are great. And so as far as like having you know, a run of films that you can be proud of, I think that's kind of up there as... Definitely. You know, I mean, this was a fantastic action movie. This like defines the genre of kind of. of yeah. a- it's just so yeah. actiony. Yeah. Um, he's also made a few others that I don't think are quite as good. He made Last Action Hero. Oh, another Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. He came back to Die Hard. Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair and um, Rollerball. Uh, Got nothing, sorry. And then his career stopped being so good because he went to jail for lying to the FBI and committing perjury. What? Why was he talking to the FBI? Uh, it It's a little complicated. Basically, it had to do with a disagreement about rollerball over money and the film and stuff and hiring private detectives and et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, he spent like a year in jail. Oh, wow. And he has got all kinds of money problems and his career is uh, really fucked up from that. And well, so, that's a sad ending, but okay. Yeah, all right. But yeah, so that's John McTiernan. He, at the very least, in the late 80s to early mid 90s, the guy was really kicking ass there for a while. But let's talk about the cast, because they also kicked a lot of ass. So, number one, with a bullet, was the guy who you knew would be in this movie. Yep. Arnold. Arnold. Playing Arnold Dutch. Playing Dutch. And really uh, in fine form. Oh, yeah. Both in uh, acting and in physicality. Oh, yeah. I know. This is kind of like, he's had a lot of sort of like, different phases to his career mm-hmm. and i would say this was like the the peak of that early phase of his career when he was like action star pure charisma like arnold you know so he you know it was still pretty early on in his career so he'd right. done conan the barbarian he'd done terminator and he was just coming off commando Right. These are all extremely masculine roles. um, And it's sort of, it seems like right before he sort of transitions into 
uh, his more comedic roles where he he sort of he's Plays so masculine. Of it's yeah, it's like you can play off of that, like you know, your jingle all the ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Kindergarten cop. Yeah. You know, exactly. Junior. Yeah. And there's definitely a place for those movies as well, you know. Oh sure, totally. Carl Weathers played Dylan. Yes. He was Apollo Creed, and he's currently starring in The Mandalorian. I was going to say, it's funny because the, especially the opening, the very opening gave me kind of Star Wars vibes. Oh, well, because of the, the ship? Yeah, like in the very beginning and the way the music was, it sounded like faux Star mm. Wars-y. Sure. Yeah. I have some stuff to say about the music, but yeah. Oh, yeah, and, the and, music's great. Yeah, they do some um, interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah. Carl Weathers kind of fits in that image for me because of the I think he's great in this. I feel like Carl Weathers kind of always just plays Carl Weathers to me, but that's fine. That's okay. You yeah. Know, sometimes people, I mean, Arnold pretty much always just plays Arnold. That's true too. He doesn't have a lot of range, but within that range, he's very good. I enjoy that he plays like main characters in all these army movies, even though he's obviously like Austrian or not American, like American born. Right. Of course we hired this, this man <laughs> to be a major. Yeah. So. This Austrian man. I mean, I just don't know how common that is, but you know, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, Elpidia Carrillo was Anna, the, the female insurgent. The female. The, the chick. <laughs> The girl. See, Aaron, there was a girl. <laughs> so I was I was laughing to myself because I was like, okay, there's only one woman in this movie and she doesn't even speak English until halfway through the movie. She doesn't speak and, at all partway through. I was like, I kind of forgotten if she talks at all. So I was going to be like, oh, yeah, no way this passes the Bechdel test if you don't if you're a mute throughout the whole movie. I'm like, great. The one woman doesn't speak English. So, you know. And then we have a lot of, you know, lovely lines like, should you put her on a leash, Mitch? <laughs> Fun lines like that. And he keeps going, mujer! Dígame mujer! Yeah. It's just, that means woman in Yeah, Spanish. talk to me woman. Yeah, it's I got just it. just calling her woman all I know the time. basic Spanish, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. And, then, you know, of course the audience may not know. Gotta, gotta remember them. Got to remember that person. Got to remember the listener, <laughs> the fan. Um, I will say, though, even though, you know, it is kind of a joke, uh, she is kind of very expressive with her face and her eyes. And I, I appreciate that she's like a badass um, who's constantly, you know, outsmarting Carl Weathers and like getting away and mm -hmm. um, generally just general badassery um i did i did appreciate that at least she's not like um you know a damsel in distress kind of character she can really like hold her own um sure she's, totally. she's kind of like the opposite of um apart from arnold she's the only one who makes it right but that's because arnold won't let her hold any guns <laughs> <laughs> but not for um, you new hair yeah uh she's like the opposite of um that character in Indiana Jones, The Lost Raiders, the one with the blonde actress. That's just oh, like the, that's the a most Temple of Doom. Temple She's of Doom. That's like terrible. the most annoying, horrible character. Oh, Andy. She's, yeah, she's kind of like the opposite of that. Yeah, totally. Uh, so 
We got Richard Chavez as Poncho, a.k.a. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What? The guy who looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. All right, the one it? who speaks Spanish. I, yeah. I guess I saw it a little bit. Oh, my God. I, like, couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe I never noticed this before. He's, I was like, this is insane how much he looks like him. Jesse Ventura as Blaine. Okay, that's Blaine. Yeah, the one with the minigun. Yeah, the the one who... The one with the chaw. Yes, the one who on, you know, the toxic masculinity air, like chopper ride he, uh, said... He, he, he represents the 10 on the scale of <laughs> most toxic. Said, and I quote, let me just find it here. He does use the F word during Yes, he does. You're all a bunch of slack-jawed F gets... This will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like me. Which, apart from the slur, is a funny line. He, uh, you know, wears the, the snakeskin hat. He chews the chaw. And he has an MTV shirt, because, you know, he's yeah. sassy. And it's the 80s, baby. He's, he's, he's a, got he's, another uh, really key line in this movie that we'll get to later. But uh, w- the one thing I want to point out about him right now is that between him... And between Arnold Schwarzenegger, that means that in this movie, Aaron, Predator, yes. the movie Predator, produced two United States governors. Oh, that's right. I forgot what Jesse Ventura's whole deal was. He was a wrestler. Yep. And then he became the governor of Minnesota. It's very strange. It had to have Although, been one of those situations where everyone wrote it in as a joke, and then <laughs> they woke up the next morning like, oh my oh, god, fuck. did everybody else do that too? I mean, you know, this movie really shows their mask. well, obviously their masculinity, but there's a lot of, like, patriot music overtones. I could see it appealing to the patriot and people. Oh yeah, a general. lot of dads like this film. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, finishing out, Sonny Landum played Billy, the tracker, who is my personal favorite character in this I film. I w- was literally just about to say that. Oh, He's yeah. Nice. also my absolute high five, air five, uh, my favorite character. I just want to call out the scene. I, I, first of all, I want a Billy backstory movie. Like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? He's just, like, looking off into, like, into the woods, rubbing his magical necklace of essence hmm. <laughs> just like there's something out there like what is his deal well he sort of seems to like get it or figure out something way ahead of everybody else yeah he's got like a sixth sense well uh, you know he reminds me of like a shaman kind of character well i mean the fact that he's you know native american is kind of played as like in that way where like of course he figures it out a little bit ahead of time it is a bit of a trope that like native americans are portrayed a little bit like they'll like they'll get that thing a little bit faster yeah because they're quote-unquote in tune with nature i mean i assumed he was a native american but i don't know if they ever come out and say it they don't but uh I, i take that as how he's portrayed and the actor is uh not uh totally native american but uh that's part of his heritage. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, he was my favorite character. 
Yeah, he's awesome. He, of all the BD, I feel like he had the the most big dick energy, actually. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Um, Shane Black played Hawkins, glasses guy. Yeah, the pussy joke guy. Pussy joke guy, yeah. Did you like those jokes, Aaron? Oh, I thought they were hilarious. I mean, I thought they were so unfunny they were funny. Like, I was like, this is I think the that's most the idea. ridiculous masculine mask display of masculinity. And of oh, course, she said those... masculine again. You have to take a drink every time you say masculine now. Oh, gosh. I might get drunk by the end of this. Um, but those are already. the first two people uh, that died. He's the, he's the first one of the group who dies. Yeah, no one seems to give a fuck that he dies. Like, sure Blaine is, like, heartbroken over – or not Blaine. Uh, the other one is heartbroken over Blaine's death. Yeah, Mac. Like, gets, like, space madness from it. <laughs> um, like, no, no one seemed to really care when the guy with the glasses died, but – I don't know. they care, but – Like, your yeah. pussy jokes were stupid. Well, here's a question. Do you know who Shane Black is? No. Shane Black is now a big-time Hollywood screenwriter and director. Oh. He was brought in to have a small role in the movie. Well, he wasn't big-time when this this movie was made, but as part of being in the movie, he punched up the script a little bit too, and I imagine a lot of his own lines were ones that he wrote for himself. (laughs) <laughs> um, so you can blame him for all the pussy jokes, probably. But um, he also wrote Lethal Weapon. Okay. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I know you like that one. I do. Uh, Iron Man 3, which he so, also directed. Yeah, Robert Downey connection there. Sure. And uh, I, I mean, tons of other stuff. Um, uh, the Nice Guys. I've Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I haven't seen that, but I know it's with... um. Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, bringing it all the way back around to this movie, he wrote and directed The Predator. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Is I I don't understand why you would do something such a thing. He brought he came back to the series all these years later. Fair enough. It's bad, by the way. Um, it's unfortunate. All right. Well, the only other person I want to call out in the cast would be Kevin Peter Hall. Can you guess who he played? Uh, I'm just going to guess he played like the uh, colonel or whatever, the like main, the old white dude army guy. Think a more central part. Think of a more central part to the yeah. movie? Yeah. Who are we missing? Are we is Space Madness guy? Nope, we got him. That's Bill Duke. Okay. Kevin Peter Hall played the Predator. Possi- he played the Predator. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Okay. Yeah. I know. The only thing I gotta say is that it's the Predator was, and it's 1987, so it's fine. But it's a little lazily, just like a human body, like in a mask. But it's okay. fine. It's fine. Well, the face let's... itself was very impressive. Well, it's funny you should say that because um, Kevin Peter Hall was not the original person cast to play the Predator. The original actor who was going to play the Predator was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, you mean Steven Seagal. That's correct. (laughs) 
Jean-Claude Van Damme, yes. I would have loved to have seen a Predator do those high kicks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The original concept for the Predator, and kind of always for the Predator, is to have him be much more of kind of a ninja-ish character. Mm, Okay, I can see that. The idea was always to have him be able to do a lot more, uh, you know, kicking and punching and be much more agile. But the problem they ran into, they ran into a bunch of problems with this. Problem number one, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, was too short. So he's 5'9". That's so funny because watching Lionheart recently, he seemed really tall. Well, he's probably standing on an apple box. But uh, it's right. it's like the Tom Cruise thing. They shoot they they shoot people to make them look taller. Mm. But um, in this movie, uh, if you've got a five nine guy standing next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura, he doesn't look very imposing or scary. <laughs> That's a very fair point. Right. So instead, they're like, let's get this guy Kevin Peter Hall, who's seven foot two. Also, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't like being in the suit all the time. I was going to say, I would be surprised if Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't want to play Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) Right. Part of it was like, you know, basically like I'm never really on screen. Uh, I I never get seen. I'm just in the suit all the time. And um, he he found it hot and unpleasant to be in. And this is a real major thing. The suit itself is too bulky to allow for any of that ninja shit anyway. Like, you can't wear all that prosthetic stuff on you and all those masks and prosthesis and be good at karate. You're basically blind. Uh, Like, uh, Arnold talked about in interviews how uh, Kevin Peter Hall basically couldn't see in the mask. So when they're doing those fight scenes... He was just striking out blindly, essentially, and would like actually like hit him in the face pretty oh, on the regular. Good thing it's Arnold. Yeah, true. But so, <laughs> you know, that's that's the problem you run into with the Predators that like both, you know, the creators and the fans sort of always have in their heads this idea of the Predator that he's a lithe, agile, almost ninja-like figure but in putting him in the bodysuit, it's sort of impossible to fully depict him capable of that sort of movement. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, this movie does okay with it, um, and uh, some of the movies in the rest of the franchise do better than others. Like, sometimes he looks terrible, like in Alien vs. Predator. He's kind of, like, very clunky, whereas in Alien vs. Predator 2, they do slightly better job, but it's because, you know, they turn the shadows way up so they obscure him in darkness so like his movement's okay but you can barely see him you know it's it's you know kind of a pick your poison sort of thing with portraying the predator they'll maybe be capable of it eventually someday but i feel like they should be i don't feel like he's i feel like he's just a dude with like a predator head it's hard to see out of those things and that may be fair like wearing like the the head stuff but i just and you got to keep it on while you're doing flips and jumps Sure, sure. I, I'm just saying that the the body part of the like whatever apparatus they had the pre- like had that actor in didn't seem very. It just seemed like he seemed like a dude from the mm. head down. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so that's all that. 
let's talk about the movie. Okay. It opens with a spaceship. Were you expecting a spaceship? No, but I wasn't like shocked because I kind of assumed that the Predator would be some sort of alien. Mm. But it was nice to just have that be confirmed right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we meet Dutch and the team. Just to call out the music in this opening scene, it's both the opening and the ending music. It's the same kind of feel. It seems like you're already thrown into like the middle of some action scene. Like it doesn't feel like it's like a leading up beginning music. It's like bam, bam, bam. Like dun, 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 kind of. Like, you're already, like, in the middle of some sort of action scene. Yeah, they drop you basically into the middle of the base, and, like, uh, guys are already, like, running around, like, hup, 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 you know? Arnold sitting back, smoking a cigar. Oh, he looks sunglasses. so cool. Uh, just gonna go ahead and call out the cigar, though. Smoking that shit in the woods. That's not smart. You're what, gonna you smell. You're gonna stink it up. You're gonna, like, your smell will be everywhere. Not to mention it's littering. It just doesn't seem tactically smart. But anyways, yes. They meet up with Dylan, Carl Weathers. You son of a bitch. Get the muscle heart five. (laughs) Yeah. So Dylan is a CIA agent who wants to get Dutch and his squad because they are an elite rescue squad who have to go rescue like a fucking, uh, what is it, like a Hostages. Hostages, yeah. yeah. They've been taken over the border into a Central American country by gorillas. They got to go get them. So uh, they drop into the jungle and they're on their way. First thing we find is the missing chopper. And what they notice is that there are tracks from U.S. Army boots, which means that a U.S. team has already come through, which is a little weird suspicious yeah Arnold's already putting it together because he's very smart as well as very physically fit he's not just a big hulking brute he's got a he's got a mind behind that big chiseled jaw of his yeah and then Billy finds our first skinned bodies were yes. you uh, startled by those at all um I literally put skinned bodies sick <laughs> in my notes Sick as in gross or sick as in you thought it was awesome? Like, sick! <laughs> I love it when there are skinned bodies in my movies. <laughs> it was like a little bit of both. I, I was just like pointing. I'm like, wow, that was like, whoa, skinned bodies out of nowhere. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> Didn't know it was going to be that type of film. Sick. <laughs> I told you uh, I've reverted to just like a teenage boy from the 90s. In my quarantine. Yeah. Well, don't forget, though, it's the 80s. Yeah, fair. But what's more 90s than watching 80s movies? That's right. So, it turns out that this team was Jim Hopper. Hopper. And uh, he was also a pretty high-level team. And they got ambushed by something. But here's what they're able to piece together. They were shooting in all directions suspicious yeah like they didn't know what they were shooting at also there are no tracks for anything so it's not like they can tell that they even were ambushed by anything 
and there are no signs of the rest of the team. There are no bodies or blood or where any any you know sign of where they went. It's like they just disappeared. Weird. Yeah. Something else is going on here. Arnold yeah. thinks. Well, at least for the moment, they assume it was the gorillas still. So they decide that it is payback time, and they're going to take it out on the uh, terrorist gorillas who have their hostages. And so they start moving in on the uh, gorilla base. But as that's happening, we see for the first time that they are being stalked by something. And we get our first taste of monster vision, the uh, yes. the heat vision that the predator has. This game is like, or sorry, this movie is like made to be a video game in so many ways. It has been, as a I'm matter sure of fact, it has. It's I'm been sure several. It has. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the uh, heat vision? I mean, I thought it was fine. In terms of a vehicle for storytelling, it's interesting. Um, the heat vision itself, in terms of like the the quality of the special effects is meh, but like hmm. in terms of a storytelling, uh, from a storytelling perspective, it, it works. Well, what basically what I was asking is that this is one of those kind of like relatively famous things when I was asking you if there were any shots you may have seen, like the Predator's right. heat vision is one of those uh, pretty famous and referenced uh, I think shots. It, yes, I think that, that uh, that's something that's like in the zeitgeist, in the ether for me mm -hmm. like in the back mm -hmm. of my mind i knew that yeah you see that a lot whenever uh to indicate that someone's being hunted you cut to them being seen in the heat vision basically right yeah that's yeah, shorthand um but so then we get the attack on the gorilla base and <laughs> which is just a good a good way to be like look at how manly these men are <laughs> oh it is it is so gloriously violent it is <laughs> it is unbelievable. It is like the peak of 80s action choreography. I would like to call out one scene. Yes. Um, it's when Arnold attaches a bomb to a car and then he picks up the car and then he throws the car or the truck at uh, the like whole table of gorillas and explodes them all. Yeah, because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he's just like going to pick up the fucking truck and like toss it at them. Yeah, well, you get everything in this. You get, like, guys blowing people away. You get shit blowing up. You get people on fire. You get all the quips. Like, uh, stick around. Oh, yes, I was. that's in my... It's really the only place you get one-liners. I was actually surprised. I didn't feel like there was enough one-liners. But, yes, yeah, stick around after he stabs yeah. the guy and knock, knock. Yes. <laughs> There's and... a, like... The, the well, there's also Jesse Ventura gets a really famous line in this, which is, I ain't got time to bleed. Ah, uh, okay. I missed that one. Yeah, the guy. But, oh, you didn't hear it? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, the dude runs up to him and he's like, Hey, man, you're bleeding. I he ain't goes, got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Which is also, by the way, the title of Jesse Ventura's autobiography. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> yes, um, so that's another—that's a famous line from Predator. Um, yeah, so they they kick the shit out of this gorilla base because they're elite professionals and exactly. they just like take it apart. Right from a storytelling perspective, we're really I think supposed to get the sense that these guys are the best of the best. They're the manly. There's no other manly. There's no one manlier than these men. Yeah. 
Well, it, they've, it's been said already that they're the best. You're the best of the best. But now we actually get to see it. We get we to see, see it. Action. And so does the predator from afar. And right. he, he or she thinks, ooh, this could be fun. Right. But it's also interesting that you say that we don't get quips later. Because this is something that um, it's been pointed out by plenty of other people. But uh, I think it's a key thing that makes Predator so cool. Which is that basically what Predator is, is it's one type of movie that gets uh, invaded by another type of movie. Hmm. Predator is a cheesy 80s action film. It's Commando that suddenly gets uh, sneak attacked by a slasher film. Yeah, it gets like stolen. It's like a it's stolen by almost yeah a slasher movie. Yeah, it's it's like you th- movie. right. You think you're in Commando, and then halfway through, the Commando guys get attacked by Jason Voorhees. Right, totally. Like, like, what would happen if like the guys in a Commando movie had to deal with a slasher? And I lo- and like actually that is something I that something I really enjoyed about the movie the fact that these you know men um, who are able to have time to say these cool quips like stick around knock knock all of a sudden are now the prey and they're right. now like scared shitless and like their guard is down or not down but they are now they've changed roles they've been. Yeah. Um, usurped. Yeah. In manliness. Yeah. The tables have turned. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I enjoyed that about that. That's what's so fun about it. Yeah. And if you look at it too from the perspective of the slasher film, uh, you know, genre, it's cool to change it up from like, you know, the normal slasher bait is usually helpless people, like, you know, basically like teens. Horny teens who are, you know, weak and helpless. Whereas these, these are basically the toughest guys on the planet and they're armed to the teeth. So it's like, what if, what if the slasher was fighting these guys? It's very fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that's, that's part of what makes this movie so special. Yeah. Um, Comes across. At the base, they realize that Dylan is not to be trusted because never trust the CIA guy. Never. They're always snakes. So true. He tricked them. The hostages, well, first of all, the hostages are all dead, so whatever. But um, he he had tricked them into coming to this place because he wanted some other stuff. He, He just wanted to collect intel at this base. He wasn't interested in any of this other shit. And Jim Hopper, like, that was a first mission that he'd called in. So they, they're, Arnold is fucking pissed off about this. And their friendship, you know, they were friends before. But that that's all over now. They're, they're on the outs. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that, you know, Arnold is like, you went and became like a desk jockey and you're like a pussy snake now, you know. And I was like, that is true, although, you know, give him credit that at least he did come himself yeah exactly and dude carl weathers is like ripped oh he's buff as shit because <laughs> i don't I'm not really familiar with his rocky work i'm only familiar with him on like happy gilmore and like arrested development so you could make a stew 
he just pulls, he rips you off his shirt. You skin enough guys and you could make a stew. <laughs> You're just like, wow, you got muscles under there. Oh, fuck yeah. You should see Rocky, by the way. Maybe that'll be a, stay tuned. Maybe. But, um, yeah, but so, also along the way, uh, they pick up a girl. Who conveniently doesn't speak English, although wisely is not speaking English. All right. So they begin to flee into the jungle back to uh, the chopper to get extracted. Yes. I laughed every time you said the chopper. We're going to the chopper. Ah. Billy, our tracker, he's uh, spooked by something. He's noticed uh, that there, there may be something in the trees or yeah, something. Yeah, he's rubbing his special essence yeah. necklace. And then the girl makes a break for it. And we get our first kill amongst the group. Uh, Shane Black gets got. Yeah. And shouldn't have made so many pussy jokes. No, that's that's what happens. You uh, you insult the vagina, you get killed by something that has a vagina for a mouth. And um, <laughs> is that what you think vaginas look like, Dave? <laughs> oh, um, maybe uh, you, you didn't see closely <laughs> enough in this film, but um, the predators, it its mouth and throat is I, I, extremely. I it, like it has a, a vag, and it it has a lot of like teeth and. That's looks that's really the evil. outer mandibles don't, but like, hold on, let me um, find you a good picture. All right. Anyways, you, while you do that, you can continue. He doesn't just get got; he gets like disintegrated, Ooh. unrecognizable. Um. Well, he gets he gets sliced open by something, uh, and I'll I'll point out that um. This is 42 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of kind of cool that they allow it to build up so much. You know, they really take their time setting the scene before they let things start to unfold, you know. And invisible, uh, or quote-unquote invisible predator is super fun. Yeah, did you it's know like he'd trippy. be invisible? Uh, that's what I think, I guess, the shimmer, the shimmering was. Well, I think what you were thinking of the shimmering is that later, when the predator gets into the water, the water uh, interferes with the invisibility and ter- and basically turns it off, and there's a blue shimmer oh, okay. when it goes off. Was that the shimmer that you were talking about? I don't, It's just it was referenced as a shimmer, so, mm. you know, I don't know. Did you, and what did you think of the effect, too, the invisibility effect? I actually thought it, it worked. I thought it was kind of cool. The way that they sort of just made it a little bit trippy, kind of, you know, distorting the image yeah. around where he was. I thought it worked in terms of the special effects. Um, I was pleased with it. Cool. And a fun thing, too, about how they did that. So you know how most of the time when they're doing effects like this and, like, digitally adding uh, effects... Uh, in post, they'll have someone in a big spandex uh, bodysuit, and it'll be all green or all blue. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that in the jungle, everything's already green, right? So for this movie, it had to be all red. Okay, so you just wore like a big red red suit. Yeah, a big red body condom. Mm. Hot. I know. But so we get a pretty good line here, too, which uh, really reinforces the seriousness of the situation, which is, um, 
Did you find Hawkins? I... I don't I can't tell. <laughs> oh, shit. That, uh, that, that's not good. And then, uh, later, as they're looking for him, Jesse Ventura gets taken out by some kind of fucking laser. Yep. Bill Duke sees this happen. That's his friend. And when he looks to see what happened, he sees something fucking invisible. He loses his shit, picks up the minigun, and this is where we get a pretty famous part, which is the uh, shoot down the forest scene. That was a hilarious amount of guns. Oh, I know. And they they all just come out and just start mowing down the forest with their weapons just firing on full auto straight out into the forest and it's it is amazing and hilarious yes but what it does also show is it comes back to what you said which is these guys are the best of the best they're an elite team and we've just seen what they did to that gorilla base which is for as like violent and you know amazing as it was it was you know a, a well-thought-out tactical strike that, you know, this team did with, you know, a plan, and they took that thing apart with, like, a really comprehensive, good plan, teamwork, accomplished the mission. But now, already, just like a few minutes later in the movie, look at what's happened to them. They're just firing They're wildly tr- out into the forest at nothing. And they're dropping like flies. Yeah, and they don't even know what they're, they're shooting at. They they just they're just like all there, just shooting at nothing. It's and a real just display, just like the last team. Yep, yep. You know, so yeah, they're falling. You know, they're fighting with each other. Toxic uh, you know. masculinity is getting to it. I'll drink. <laughs> but it's not even that. It's like you know they're they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not used to something they can't handle. Exactly. Yeah. So they're starting to crack. Uh, it's 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 a good scene for you know not just the the amusement of it, but also for what it suggests, and it all ties back into what we've seen already. It's it's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else happens, which is that they do actually hit the predator, and we learn that it does bleed breeds like liquid gack yeah <laughs> this uh green bioluminescent uh green goop um he uh, predator does a little bit of field first aid for himself uh fixes himself up and he uh then manages they set up this whole like system of trip wires and booby traps in order to create a fortified defensive position and they think that's going to be okay and even through all of that, he still manages to steal Jesse Ventura's body without them even noticing. Right. What the fuck? Well, he's a master huntsman. Yeah, and or he hunts- needs his trophy. This yeah. is where they realize, one, Billy realizes that he's acting like a hunter on safari, and Dutch realizes he's moving through the trees. Yes. Do you feel like it kind of took them a little bit too long to realize that that's what he's doing? If you think about it, it's outside of their, like, they would have had, like, that's, you would have to think outside the box. You know, if you, if you don't know that this type of thing exists, I think that, like, 
you wouldn't necessarily like it would take a little while to kind of come to that come to that realization come to that conclusion because it's not something that well, you're trained you about for it's like you know oh there were no tracks the, the trees thing they should have gotten but the hunting yeah. like people thing oh well you yeah know, i think people. that that i was thinking i do trees. think oh yeah yeah i agree with you on the trees i think they definitely should have figured that out a little bit sooner yeah I think especially be- because arnold seems to or dutch seems to figure things out quite quickly like yeah. he almost like immediately figures out that you know, if if you're not armed, he's like they don't want to. He doesn't want to. The predator doesn't want to fuck with you. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like a big thing to miss. All right. Um. So they discover that uh, Anna speaks English. <laughs> yeah. Whoop. She's like, I had nothing to say to you assholes. <laughs> oh, but she does, which is that yeah. uh, she knows that it can uh, change colors like a chameleon, and she's the one who noticed that it bled. Right. And so Arnold decides that um, rather than run and get picked off one by one, as they've been doing, they should stand and fight. Well, he also says, like, pretty good line. If it can bleed, it can die. Yeah. Which is true. And so, I mean, they and he's probably right. Like, their best chance is probably to stand and fight at this point. So that's what they do. Anna relates that um there are legends in her village about a demon that hunts men and it only comes in the hottest years and it is very hot this year. That's why everyone's sweating so much. It's true, yeah. <laughs> um she mentions too that some of the gorilla group had been skinned as well. So he's been around for a while. This guy, he's taking a long vacation. He's taking a long vacation like, you know, Things have been really tough at work lately, and he just really needs some me time. Like, you know, he's just... probably it's probably like you know when Trump goes to his golf courses. Yeah, you know, just like get away, decompress, just yeah. like take some time off on Earth. Just get back to get back to your roots. You know, yeah, you know, just like you know, pick off a couple of humans, get a couple of skulls, just like. You want what you want like a, some nice things to bring back to your your cabin. Yeah, like you know, just like mount some heads on your wall. You know, get right. yourself a, a ten, a real ten point man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, he wants to put Arnold's head. Oh, wouldn't he on look a great? Platter. Yeah, big eyes just mounted up on that wall. Yeah, for sure. Nice big Arnold head stuffed. Or maybe just Arnold stuffed like a grizzly bear, <laughs> just like going like, Brrr. Well, in a lot of ways, it was like Arnold was his grizzly. Yeah. You know? Well, anywho. We'll get to that. Their, um, their trap almost works. They set up a little Ewok-style uh, net trap for him. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, dude. Dutch comes within like in a millimeter of getting got, but... The predator gets caught in the net, and we finally see the predator. Uh, everybody sees it. What did so? What did you think of his design? It was pretty spot on to my vision of a. I'm just reading my notes. A Rastafarian bounty hunter type again. Star Wars. Yep. Uh, with a bane face. Yeah, he's got those dreads. Yeah, um, and I guess the bane face isn't as much. But definitely kind of a bounty hunter look to him. 
I I think. Totally. Um, and I think it's cool, except that I think he looks too human. Well, it's only in that he's a humanoid, like, you know, two arms, yeah. two legs. Right. Like but, face. you know, just kind of like walks very bipedally, has five fingers, you know, that kind of stuff. I, You know, I think it's fine. Um, the face is super alien-y, but I just think they could have aliened up the rest of the body a little bit. But, you know. Other than that, I think it was, I'm into it. I think I disagree with that a little bit just because, you know, the idea here is to make him seem like a big game hunter. So, you know, you want to mirror humans a little bit. Point taken. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Point taken. Well, I just want to mention that the creature effects for this were done by a man named Stan Winston who uh, did a lot of really great work through the years. Uh, he's no longer alive, but um, he did work on the Terminator series, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, a, a bunch of the movies in that series, uh, Aliens, Iron Man, Edward Scissorhands. Interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And there's a fun story for the Predator's face, which is mm. that um, the idea for the mandibles, the like claw parts of his face... Yeah, the claw parts of the vagina. Right. Well, the vagina is more like his throat. Um, so he uh, that idea apparently, according to him anyway, well, so I guess you can trust that, uh, that came from James Cameron, of all people, because, hmm. uh, you know, he worked on Aliens. He knew James Cameron and was close with him and Terminator, Terminator series. Right, so, right. Uh, he was on a plane with him and was sketching out his ideas for the Predator in his head. And Cameron was looking at it and suggested the mandibles. He's like, "We should, you should add mandibles to that. There should be an alien with mandibles in his face. Sure, yeah. And so that's, that's how we got the famous look of the Predator. Fun story. Responsible for both <laughs> alien designs and Predator designs. Which, of course, they would wind up meeting later in the classic film Alien vs. Predator. Which I do want to give a rewatch to now. Uh... We'll talk about that movie in a minute. Everybody starts to flip out a little bit. Some people go off towards the chopper, but um, Bill Duke and Carl Weathers go off to try and take the Predator down. Yes. Both because they have a little bit of bloodlust. Um, they want to get redemption for their lost, their fallen a, brothers. A revenge, you mean? Yeah. Well, re- uh, Carl Weathers would be getting redemption for what he's done wrong. Oh, right, right. Excuse me. Yes. So Carl Weathers' redemption, both of them revenge. Um they both have personal stakes is i guess my points into right. why they they want they want to be the ones to get the predator exactly and uh, and also there's been a little bit of a subplot i think with carl weathers and um bill duke throughout the whole thing where like yes. you feel like they've formed a little bit of a relationship and carl weathers wants to go help him well, in the beginning of the movie, Carl Weathers, who I think has been behind a desk for a little while, and they're not really sure if he's like up to snuff in terms of their manliness and their ability to be men. <laughs> he says, um, he makes like a tiny mistake and, um, is it Bill Duke? Bill Duke. Yeah. Mac he, is his character. Mac. Mac says, 
you make another mistake, I'll bleed you real dry and leave you here. I'll, I'll bleed you dry real quiet and leave you here. Yeah. So, and then they definitely have a relationship throughout the, the, the movie. Um, you know, then he, he thinks, uh, Carl Weathers thinks he's getting stabbed by Mac. And he's actually just getting that scorpion because he's a badass and then he like yep. steps on it. Yeah. Um, and then also Carl Weathers is noticing that he's getting like going crazy a little bit. Yeah. So they definitely have this sort of relationship and it makes sense that they would be doing this together. Yeah. Um, so they, they try and take it down, but uh, Bill Duke gets the uh, he gets the uh triple triple dot sniper treatment because that's yes. that's the uh predator's targeting thing another famous thing from that if you ever see the three the three dots three dots in a triangle mm. that's a predator reference that's his targeter for the right. shoulder cannon now i swear to god that bill duke's head explodes it does, but then you see it again later, and yeah. it's still there. It doesn't I'm like, make is any that sense. A goof. I think that's a goof. It's a it's a total. Go- it's a cinema sin. Yeah, I mean, you could have like had the rest of his body explode because it makes sense, you know. Predator wants his trophies. He wants his skulls. But you know, he definitely. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was just his head that that exploded. It but, was totally you know. the whole skull went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it just and it, then it's, it's a total oof. goof. Woof, and then we get to Carl Weathers, which I definitely have in my best scenes to call out list. The one arm thing <laughs> has stayed in my mind for my entire life. I mean, they we don't see Carl Weathers die. I like to think that he's in the sequels. He seems that he they just like explode his arm and then he seems relatively fine. You, you totally see him die. Fine. The predator the predator pulls out the double blades. Which is another we- a classic predator weapon, and guts him with them. Oh, fair enough. I think I was just sort of thinking about his that scene where they explode, his arm gets exploded, and then he's just like, "Ugh!" Well, the arm. arm gets blown off, and then it hits the ground, still firing, firing so- the gun. Oh, it's so great! So, such a good actiony action scene. And it's so cool that he's just like, "Fuck it, I'll grab the gun with my other arm." Yeah. Way to go down fighting, Carl Weathers. That's right. Yeah. And so this is where Dutch realizes that it didn't kill Anna because she was unarmed. Because, you know, there's no challenge or sport to that. So don't carry guns. Billy stays behind. And he stays behind so that he can go for the one-on-one battle. He wants to, like... I felt like this was more of a, a sacrifice. But... Maybe, but I think it was also, like, he wanted to... He wanted to go out that way. You know, he didn't want to die like fleeing like an animal. He wanted to die facing it, you know, mano a mano. Right. Uh, Man to man. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah, you do know Spanish. (laughs) Although I guess mano a mano would be hand to hand, wouldn't it? Whatever. Oh, what an idiot. Um, But uh, so... This actually is the thing about the trophies. So you notice that a lot of guys get skinned, right? Yeah. Billy gets his spine and skull taken out. Yes. Okay. He's like, Yeah. And I think it's because Billy was a better kill. So it's like 
the ones who are like real challenging, like worthy kills get to be the skulls. Those are the real trophies. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like a, you know, like a trophy buck. It's the same kind of thing with real hunting. Yeah. So, yeah, the the skinned ones are just like, yeah, I killed this one. I'll, you know, skin him and leave him behind. But like, you know, something like Billy, like this one I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what was in Billy's necklace pouch. Uh, it was the uh, the ashes of a predator that he'd killed previously. Okay. And I want so Billy's course, fucking... I want a movie about Billy. Anyways. Everybody wants a movie about Billy. Yeah. It's called Billy Madison, Aaron. <laughs> oh, God, with Carl Weathers. And Carl Weathers doesn't have a hand in that movie. <laughs> Wait, is that Billy Madison? Or, sorry, though, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so this is where we get the immortal line. Aaron, please deliver it. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Go! Go! Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Go! I kind of wonder about the uh, wisdom of that, just because, like, are they going to take Anna? She is a... Yeah, she's kind of like... Well, she does speak English, so she can... But she is, like, a foreign guerrilla fighter who they don't know. It's still safer than being with, you know, her chances are better than with the Predator, Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, But I, in the back of my mind, I always thought she was going to, like, come back and, like, bonk the Predator over the head. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know but yeah the the cavalry happen. yeah yeah um she picks him up though so arnold uh gets knocked into the water and uh, he, yes i'm sorry he doesn't just get knocked into the water he gets thrown off a cliff falls into the water and then <laughs> falls down a waterfall after falling off of a cliff. Well, yeah, but it's, for a guy um, like Arnold, that's basically just like falling I mean, in the water. It's on my list of best action shots. I'm just like, what? You Like falling off of the cliff wasn't enough? You had to then fall off a waterfall? Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. It just seemed really like hilariously unnecessary but anyways it was great it, it was, was super fan- necessary so, so fun to watch yeah so well yeah and he winds up covered in mud though yeah and this is the key right because the mud obs- keeps his heat obs- uh you know blocked and the predator can't see him anymore and he right. realizes okay now maybe i've got an advantage and i can fight this guy so it it's time for our final fight. Arnold sets up all kinds of like he doesn't have much uh modern weaponry left, but he sets up all kinds of like boy scout booby traps. Makes, you know, bows and arrows and spears and and traps and things and yep. sets it all up, covers his whole body in mud, and then he calls that predator out. And how does he call him out? This is another one of my favorite scenes. I'd like you to do it, Aaron. Uh well, he just, he um, covers himself in mud, is holding a torch that he has made, and is just screaming into the night. <laughs> well, but but I'd, I'd like to actually hear your impression. I mean, it's just like a, you know, oh. Oh. 
much, man. <laughs> man! <laughs> yeah. Great scene. Oh, Great yeah. shot. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tarzan King of the Jungle moment. Yeah. For sure. Oh, He's yeah. He's ready. Oh, yeah. Never going to be more ready than this. Right. Uh, so a lot of this is just fighting. So there's not much to like recap, you know, per se. But, you know, the mud gives him an advantage for a little while. But uh, eventually he winds up getting blown back into the water and the water takes all Washes the mud off. him clean, unfortunately. Yeah. And so the predator, you know, they they he's hurt the predator. And so they've both gotten some... He, he, you know, he's been doing well, but now the Predator's got him dead to rights. But. But. Yes. <laughs> he has, in the Predator's eyes, earned the right to one-on-one combat. Mono e mano. Yes. The Predator, like, challenges him to a duel. Yeah, like, he wants to fight him. Slaps him in the face with his glove. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I say, sir. <laughs> He wants to fight a man-to-man, and so it is beefcake battle time. Yeah, that's correct. It's just two big slabs of beef slapping into each other for a while. <laughs> oh, but the you know the predator does take his uh you know his yeah, mask off. Yeah, it's very there, it's so. like a it's it's a fun build up in the scene because it's like one like one thing in his mask and then like another thing in his mask, like the slow reveal of his apparent vagina face. You know, you look into those those eyes, and then you can see. Aaron, I'm going to share screen with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you see this? <laughs> okay, I can see it now. I can see it. Thank you for clearing that up. I didn't really look into the mouth. It is quite clearly a vagina. Thank you. Point taken. Point taken. All right. Um... Here's the here's the thing though. Uh, you mentioned this the slow reveal of him taking the mask off. I feel like in this scene it makes sense that he would do it that way. But a weird thing that has carried over into every single Predator movie that follows is that the Predator always winds up taking his mask off at some point in the movies, and. I don't know why they decided to keep this as a franchise staple, but he always winds up taking it off exactly like that, like really slowly and really formally. Like he never just sort of like... Like rips it off. Yeah, he never just like come... You know, He never just like pulls his mask off and puts it down. Like every single time, it's always like a two-minute long like ordeal where he's just like <laughs> like it's not exciting for us anymore we it is not it doesn't one. have to be a ritual every time like just take it off well it means i mean it's signifying that he's ready like you've reached like the boss stage yeah I'm but assuming. we get it right I, l- l- I, I know. like come, come on i think that's what they're trying to achieve oh my god but but like eventually it's just like all right we we know just just take the damn thing off already like we don't we don't need this whole like deal every time. Um, Arnold makes an observation though about his face. You're a real ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, then he gets his ass beat for a while. Uh, it's really a pretty one sided fight. 
honestly. This is where, like, you know, the Predator being able to do cool karate moves might have been kind of interesting. Fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, but they just settled for, like, big old Indiana Jones punching. Yeah. Psh, 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 psh. Um, yeah. Arnold tries to lure him into the traps, uh, and this, uh, th- this kind of, you know, winds up in a lot of Arnold quotes. They're like, Come on, do it now. Yeah, I'm yeah. right here. Do it, do it. Do yeah. it, kill me. Come on. Do it now. I'm I think right that here. Was... Kill me. I think that was on the soundboard. Do it, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he doesn't do it now. The predator sniffs the trap because the predator's a hunter. He, he can smell a booby trap when he sees one. Yeah. But he doesn't see the second one. Right. And so he comes in the other way, and Arnold Schwarzenegger drops a big old log on his head. <laughs> Sorry, this is reminding me of a conversation <laughs> we had off pod, but um, <laughs> but so the predator um, <laughs> takes a tree to the dome. Is how yeah. he's killed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very masculine way to die. Uh, yeah, in in fact, it's it's very uh very metaphorical. But he's not dead yet. But he's not dead yet. That's true. It's it's a fake out. Um he is dying though. And yeah. so he he cues up this uh this suicide bomb he has on his wrist and uh sets sets the timer and then lets out a very surprisingly human laugh. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that laugh. Crazy, He's like, right? ho, 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 ho. love that laugh. Very human. Yeah, it's like very it's like movie villain laugh. You're like, okay, okay, but it doesn't seem like you can talk. But just he's... laugh evilly. That's like how I picture Mitch McConnell when he laughs. Or like you know, like <laughs> Blofeld from James Bond. You Not know. familiar with that franchise. Just, but... You know, like a, a, a yeah. bad yeah, guy. Yeah, like an evil, you know? it was like a quintessential evil laugh. And then he really doubles down on it. He's like, ho, 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 Exactly. <laughs> like, it goes on for a while. <laughs> it, it's the entire time until he dies. It's basically the countdown. Yeah. That evil laugh, yeah. yeah. And the bomb is like, big. It's basically yeah. a little nuke. Yeah. See, when he, that was happening, I wasn't sure if he was like beaming himself back up to his ship yep. or whatever. I'm nah. very interested to learn more about this alien species, but oh, for yeah. another time, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, he blows himself up. Anna's on the chopper, and I guess now that now that something blew up, they can come and pick them up because they weren't they weren't they willing were. to come pick him up before. But now I guess it's fine. So, well, I don't know if they knew where he was. Well, they went to where the explosion was, right? Because that's that would be a good indicator of where he was, I guess. But maybe, yeah, or where you know pieces of him might be. Right. So, um, yeah, and so they pick up Arnold, and that is the end. That's Predator. That's, that's and, and then they give uh they give the fun like you know call out to each of the main actors. Oh yeah. I'm not sure if 
there was enough pers- time to develop the personalities. I mean, it was pretty much you only get the one scene in the beginning on that where they're playing the fifties on the way and the fifties like, music scene. That's like I, don't I feel know. like you kind of get a sense of all of them pretty well, you know? Yeah, I just don't know if that was like necessary, but or warranted. <laughs> but you know, they didn't Anyways. deserve. A personalized shot, okay, in the credits. <laughs> in fact, they shouldn't have been in the credits at all. These fucking actors, fucking divas. It's not what I'm saying. Aaron, on the please record, saying please. that they did not deserve <laughs> any credit. Please, please don't write angry letters to the pod about this. Well, so uh, I don't have a ton of extra stuff on this one this time. I mostly just wanted to talk about the movie, but I will say that the movie had a budget of somewhere in the like, you know, a little less than $20 million, like 15 to $20 million. How much okay. do you think it made? Oh boy. I'm going to say it was like a hit. I'm going to go ahead and guess it was a hit. I'm so bad at guessing this kind of thing. You said it had a budget of $20 million? A little less. In 1987? Yeah. And are we talking about, like, in the theaters, or are we talking about... Box office, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess it made $500 million. 500 would be a little crazy. It made $98 million. Okay. <laughs> but that's still, you know, a lot of money. All right. Yeah. How much did Titanic make? Like a, a billion dollars. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 81% critics and 87% audience. Uh, the thing about this movie, too, is that, um, you know, the reviews at the time were a little bit mixed because, you know, it's seen as kind of like dumb, schlocky Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reviews were kind of like, you know, it depends on if you're into that kind of thing. But over Which time it has come to be seen more and more as like a classic and particularly a genre classic. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, critically its reputation has grown. And then uh, the last thing is that uh, it spawned a big franchise. So you get Predator 2 and then you get, uh, all right, so. Is Arnold in all of them? He is not in all of them. So after Predator 2. Is he in the second? He's not in the second. He's okay. not in any more of them. Okay, he's this only, is the only Arnold. Predator. This is the only Arnold one. Well, it seems like what, like that's not great. No, I like the second one though. Hmm. I, I, I actually, I don't know if it's just I, I actually. So as is kind of a weird thing with me, I saw Predator Two before Predator One. Hmm. Maybe it's just like a, Ghostbusters and Gremlins. Uh, maybe it's just an impact of like Predator Two was on TV a lot when we were growing up, so I've seen Predator Two a bunch. Fair enough. Uh, and you know it's not as good as Predator One, but I do like it. Uh, I think it's a fun movie. It uh, it's got Danny Glover. Oh, is is the main guy who's not? He ain't Arnold. Interesting. I just picture him from Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's they. It's a different. It's a different kind of movie. Uh, so like Predator, it's like Predator takes on. He's in L.A. The city. Yeah, Predator in the big city. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. There's a heat wave in LA. Mm-hmm. And it's I like see. amidst all kinds of like, you know, early 90s LA gang violence. I mean, I would I would check it out. It's kind of fun. Gary Busey is in it. Gary Busey in LA. Bill Paxton. Like, that's fun. That's a fun cast, I suppose. It's 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 not bad. So after that, it starts getting a little weird. So you get other sequels. So there's Predators, plural. Mm-hmm. But no the. No the. And then The Predator. I am so upset at the use of Yeah, articles. very annoying the way they named their sequels after that. Then you also get, so, spoilers for Predator 2 a little bit. Not really a spoiler, but... At the end of Predator 2, you see uh, some of the Predator's skull trophy wall. Okay. And on it, they snuck in as an Easter egg an alien skull. Oh, like alien from aliens? Right, the xenomorph from aliens. Okay. And um, that kicked off. All kinds of like fan stuff be like, oh, the predators hunt the xenomorphs. They hunt the aliens. That's so awesome. It's such a bigger game than silly humans. Well, yes, uh, they're they're much tougher themselves, but they also aren't intelligent. Hmm. So it's different. It's a different type of style. Right. Right. Because again, Um, like, you know, the predator is just like, again, like a human except for his alien head. So exactly. Well, no, they're bigger and stronger. They got claws and they got better tech. So yeah, yeah. But so so that made everybody want to see Alien versus Predator, and so there was a series of comics called that came out called Alien versus Predator, and you better believe I read them. That's right. It's fun. It's all very fun. Yeah. Aliens are the hard meat. Humans are the soft meat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought the comics were pretty good, but whatever. Then you know. There are lots of books to what uh, you know, et cetera. Did you read the books? I think I read one of them. They're not great, but mm-hmm. you know, right? But so finally, they wind up making the movies. So there is Alien vs Predator, which you say you saw. I did see it. Yeah, I did like, you, like it? you know. I think what well, I think I might have been like in college or it was like around that time. I'm not like really sure. I remember being like, cool, this is fun. I remember I remember thinking it was fun and like, um, you know, just like f- fluffy, you know, there's, it's just like, it was just an excuse to watch some fun fight scenes, essentially. I remember thinking it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, though. Mm, same. And there's, well, anyway, there's a one sequel to that movie, which is Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem, mm-hmm. which... I actually, uh, critics say that that one is terrible. I actually kind of like Alien vs. Predator 2. The big thing that is the criticism of that movie is that it's really dark. Uh, So, you know, a common tactic to obscure special effects and kind of stretch what your money can produce is to make, put things in darkness and with that movie, though, they made things really dark. So a lot of the movie is, like, very hard to see. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you squint and, like, you know, and manage to make things out, I think it actually ain't bad. And part of the reason why I like it is because it's the one that delivers the most on making the Predator actually, like, pretty agile and, like, you know, cool-looking 
in well, the way like he less clunky. moves yeah. and fights. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you have to remember, I saw this without having seen the Predator, also. So I didn't really like have, um, you know, the background. I don't think I had seen Alien at that point either. So like, I was just like watching. Yeah, yeah, you know, like a like a Silly whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we're talking about Alien versus Predator here. I'm just like. But now that I've seen both, I think it'd now be fun it's really to, gonna like, be super awesome when you see it. You're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get it way better. But um, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's everything I got. But Aaron, the most important thing here is what you thought of the movie. Right. Well, did you want to ask me the question or? I do. Cool. Aaron. Yeah. Did you think that Predator was better late? Or did you think it was never? And to be clear, what I mean by that is that better late means that something about this movie felt essential to you, that having seen it filled some kind of gap in your cinema-going bona fides that now make you a more well-rounded, theater-going individual, lady about town in the (laughs) movie-viewing world. Or never means that if you went the rest of your life without ever having seen Predator, well, you know, that would just be totally fine. I'm going to say it's better late. Nice. Um, But not so much so I can be like a woman about town uh, going to the movies because Well, no one's doing that at the moment anyway. Because no one's doing that at the moment anyways. But um, also, I think um, the um, the referent the the references that I'm getting from this movie are much more um, in the pop culture zeitgeist of things, you know, between memes and just references. Super referenced film. Things like that for that alone. And then also, again, I think this movie was really fun. Um, It was a really fun movie to watch. It's like over manliness. I thought was honestly just amusing because it was so over the top. And then to like watch you know, the predator kind of kill them, get all. in there and do their, do its thing. It, that was also fun. And it's, in this so what you're saying, Aaron, is that you really <laughs> like seeing men getting killed. <laughs> it's just really beautiful. Also <laughs> where that, where it's being shot, you know, yeah, the way he rips out uh, that skull and like yells into the air. Yeah. It's a cool shot. You know, it, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's just, it's fun. So yeah. Successful. It's a successful Better Late, and I don't think I disappointed you once this podcast, which is exciting. I I am shocked. I can't believe... I don't think it's ever <laughs> happened. Yeah. Well, here's here's the real question, Aaron. Which one's better, Predator or All About My Mother? You can't compare those things. It's like comparing your mother to your father. All About My Mother versus Which one Predator. do you like better? Well, see, I think that that would, I think they would actually be able to defeat the Predator with their sisterly love. Oh my God. They definitely would. Like, they don't have weapons. Like, just through the power of their sisterly support. Nice. They would defeat the Predator. Love is the true Predator. Yeah. Love is the true Predator in the end. Gotta learn that lesson. Well. Yeah. I'm super glad to hear that you liked the film, Erin. I really enjoyed watching it again myself. So that's, that's cool to hear. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on yet again. Yeah, always good always, to have you. Always a pleasure. And 
that is it for this week. So everybody out there listening, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can. Please email us at betterlatethanneverpod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at betterlate underscore pod. There's all sorts of stuff you can do that supports us as well. You can subscribe to the pod. You can like the pod on iTunes. You can leave comments. You can leave five-star reviews. That's really helpful. The comments are really helpful. Oh, Dave, this is starting to get a little... <laughs> I know. It's a lot of work, but you know it, it really helps, all that engagement. I'm told that you know these stats are really important, so I'm just passing that along. The important thing, though, is that you keep on listening and you come back next time. So that's it for now, and I will see you then. Bye. Bye, listener. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. 